This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Athletic Greens. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I don't know what adaptogens are, but I'm sure it's healthy. All right, maybe I shouldn't admit that. Anyway, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Opie. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to my, uh, well, we call it my little live stream from the Glass Box Studio here in New York City. Vincent Scaramuzzo, bragging rights, first on the Facebook. What's up, uh, Vincent? Tim uh, McConnell and John Thomas and uh, David Turner and Mason. I was just talking to Mason on the phone. Uh, he's a good, good, good dude that uh, helps me out. Uh, Lisa Connor and Steve McCann and Scott Watson and Brian Bernard. Uh, the dog is shaking the glass box studio. Of course, as soon as I turned this on, he jumped up here and he's uh, he's laying right up against me. But anyway, um, we'll live stream. But at any moment, I, I might have to turn this off. Because uh, I had a mudslide earlier today. I had a mudslide. And uh, things are things are gurgling in my belly. I don't want another mudslide in front of everybody. It was so bad. I threw... <laughs> I threw my underwear and uh, my, my sweats down the garbage chute. <laughs> You know what it was, too, man? I mean, we're all adults. We can talk about this stuff. I, I thought it could sneak out a, you know, a little fart. And boy, was I wrong. Greetings from Florida. Stephanie Fuentes, how are you? Uh, Jennifer First, TMZ saying, man, I, I, I turned this on to get away from some of that stuff. TMZ saying signs of heart attack or stroke for Bob. Apparently he had COVID recently and possibly blood clot related. Uh, yeah, the Bob Saget stuff just sucks. I, I heard, too, that basically they found him in his hotel room, his right arm on the bed, and his left uh, left hand over his chest. That's how they found him. I was thinking about it. All the comedians that have died in hotel rooms just freaking blows. I'm just bummed like everybody else. And I think I said it, um, I think I said it on a recent live stream. Everybody, uh, you know, just pouring their heart out about what Bob meant to them just makes it worse. I finally realized it just makes it worse. I was watching a clip of Jimmy Kimmel. He said some really nice things in his monologue, and he was in tears and supposedly tried to tape it a whole bunch of times, and then he finally just just he just let it ride and spoke from the heart, and, and he was talking through tears. And I'm like, why am I watching this? I don't know what good it does. I think I think the lesson is if uh, there's people like that in your life, you got to tell them that shit when they're alive. And then it makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to, uh, to do is because I certainly, 
spilled my guts out about that uh, about it as well. So it's it just it just sucks. Everyone has like a personal story to tell. Um, when it comes to Bob Saget, they all talk about how kind and nice and how he made you feel special. I, I felt all those things. I really believe I had a very good friendship with the guy. Did I see him a lot? No, but every time we got together, uh, he made me feel special. That, that's, that's, that's a human quality you're just not going to find uh, a lot of, unfortunately. Hi from Ireland, uh, Eric says. Good. I've had mud butt before. It didn't end well. Uh, we've all had it, so why can't I talk about it? I was trying to squeeze out a little something, something, and next thing you know, I'm like, oh, mudslide. <laughs> yeah, at this point, uh, saying you have COVID, it's like, you know, especially like these um, these attention getters out there, a lot of attention getters, they couldn't wait to go on their social and, and do their dramatic video that, get, that they got uh, the coronavirus. But now at this point, every, you know, I... I honestly, I'm doing a quick count in my head. I know 12 to 13 people currently that have the coronavirus. That's people that are that are really close to me. And then I know people from uh, the private Facebook group that I feel like I know them. Uh, there's a bunch in there at this point. It's it's everywhere. So if you're the guy or the gal going on your social media to dramatically announce that you got the coronavirus, it, it's over, Johnny. Those videos don't work anymore. Look at me. I'm sick. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there. A lot of entertainers. They can't wait uh, to give you all the bad stuff because it helps their numbers. I never understood that. How famous do you need to be or want to be that, you know, all of a sudden you have like a miscarriage or something. And yet you, you announce it to the world on your social media. It's like, why would you do that? How famous do you need to be? How about some of this stuff you keep to yourself and your family? John Quartz, everyone at some point will get COVID. It just depends on how bad. So hopefully you're vaxxed and surviving it. Uh, I do have to say that's what you're saying, John Quartz. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, it seems like uh, a lot more people are getting it. That we could absolutely say the numbers are going through the roof. So, oh, this Paul Bond. Paul Bond used to do our radio show many, many years ago. And for whatever reason, he's decided to hang out on my Twitter and just bother me. I even had to block the guy. He thinks I, I like Biden. I try to tell him I don't like Biden. I don't like Trump. I don't like Biden, which is the dumbest thing in, in this world. Because we're, we live in a society now where you have to pick a side because the Civil War absolutely has begun. So if I don't agree with a Paul Bond, I guess uh, next thing you know, I, I'm a Biden fan. And I, I go, I didn't vote for him. I don't like him. I've been taking shots at Biden as well. But what is he right? I got COVID in September and now have antibodies. But they still, dramatically, they still want me to get the shot. I'm 26% more protected than uh, the jab. Makes no sense at all. Well, then go find a job where they don't care. What do you want from me? Paul, go write jokes. You're 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 getting you're getting pulled into all the fucking nonsense. I remember you being a pretty funny guy. Go write jokes and and blow off the politics. Especially when it comes to me. When I tell you that I uh 
I don't. I didn't vote for Biden. I didn't vote for Trump. I don't like Biden, and I don't like Trump. That's where I sit. Okay. And if you need to know the truth, I probably lean more to the right than most people even think. I just wrote a giant tax bill two weeks ago. You th- you think I'm a libtard, do you? Really? Let me show you my tax bill. I just wish uh, the people on the right weren't just uh, complete assholes. That's the problem. Thank you, Paul. He goes, okay, gotcha. Thank you. But I tried to tell you that on Twitter a bunch of times. You didn't want to listen. So then I had to just block you because I'm not dealing with that crap anymore. Actually, I don't even really go on my Twitter as much. I'm on Instagram, OP Radio, just fooling around making stupid, silly, goofy videos. I'd rather do that. Because Twitter is just a complete and utter shithole. They got rid of Jack, so I'm hoping that they uh, they clean up their act. <laughs> Andy Fallon, there you go. I voted for the chair Clint Eastwood talked to. And by the way, I didn't mean to insult you, Paul. All right, so you're writing jokes. Good. Good for you. But I don't know why you're you're fighting the pol- the politics thing. I don't know why any of us are at this point. You're not gonna you're not gonna convince the other side. Whatever side you're on, you're not going to convince the other side. You're just not going to do it. And it's been my mantra for a long time. Uh, there's, there's one side of this country that wants the other side to think exactly like how they, exactly, excuse me, how they do. And it's not going to happen ever. So you're just wasting your time. Yeah, I've never seen anything that makes people more triggered than COVID. Yeah, it's sad. And, and you could go back um, a couple of years at this point on my live stream. I think we've been doing the COVID for almost two years. Wow, almost two years, right? This coming March. And I said it right from the beginning. I'm like, don't make this political, please. Don't do it. And we had to. We had to make it political. God, you know, after 9-11, which happened not too far from where I'm at, a couple miles over my head, um, we all came together. It was short-lived. I remember the day where I, I, I remember everybody was over 9-11 because all the mini flags were all over the Long Island Expressway. Everyone had mini flags on their cars, and we felt like one nation. It was nice. It really was nice. And then, uh, you know, and then we went back to hating each other. And, and with the coronavirus, that was a, an unbelievable opportunity to get this whole country on the same page and just fight this enemy. And instead, we politicized it because you got all those assholes down in Washington, career politicians. They had to feed their ego and their careers depended on it. They didn't care about you. They didn't care about me. None of those guys do. Louis Shands, 9-11 was, uh, where are you, was our turning point. Hasn't been close. uh, Hasn't been close to the same since. Yeah, but we were there. We were there. We're like, wow, we all got to come together. Me and Ant got you through 9-11, Andy Vaughn. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you very much. So, Paul, sorry. Got to apologize to Paul Bond. He goes way back, uh, way back to the WNEW days with Billy Staples. Is Billy even alive? I haven't heard about Billy Staples in a very, very long time. Uh, Paul Bond was part of the, part of, uh, the bit that Jay Moore set up. And uh, Jay Moore was trying to get us, and he got us really good. And unfortunately, that ended with me punching Paul Bond. (laughs) 
right? What would you call this bone right here? And I think you broke. I think I broke it. It wasn't good. But uh, that's that's a story for the ages, man. But Jay Moore set us up using Paul Bond and Billy, and then uh, and then they're on the phone yelling and screaming at us, and I'm yelling it back at them. And next thing you know, I, I find out that they're. They're calling from right outside the studio door. They charge in. <laughs> Paul, see, th- thank you. Paul, this is what I want. I'll unblock you. Let's agree to disagree with politics, okay? Because I, I, I don't want to fight the good fight. I just want people to understand that I do lean more right. Uh, I, I, I don't like Biden, and I don't like Trump. But I also like uh, stuff that the left is doing, and I like stuff that the, the right is doing. And, and when I go to a restaurant, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, order uh, everything on the right side of the menu. I go, oh, I go over here for this, and I go over here for that. And I think that's the way to do this. But why am I even saying that? Because it's stupid to even uh, throw that into the discussion. But so Paul Bond and Billy Staples, they come uh, running into the uh, studio. They called from outside. I thought I was safe, so I was talking shit. And Jay Moore set it up, you know. And I'm talking some really bad shit. And then I was like, my eyes got big. And I, my eyes never get big. They're squinty. But my eyes were like this. As Paul Bond and Billy Staples, comes, they come running through the studio door. And I'm like, they called from outside the studio. Oh, my God. And then I quickly ran. And, uh, and I, I decided Billy back then was a big guy. So I decided to punch Paul Bond. <laughs> you you double palmed my eye sockets. So I, I decided to punch. This is all live on the radio. This is when you can get away with pretty much anything. Now if you if you walk into Howard's area, they fire you. Go go f yourselves. The golden age of radio. So. So I, you know, I got to, I got to decide who, who I'm going to hit. Cause at this point I think they're coming for me cause they charged through the door. And then I, I decided I got to hit Paul and I hit him really good. You you got to admit, that. <laughs> you got to admit that. And then what happened was Billy, Billy runs over cause now he's going to protect his boy, Paul Bond. And Billy grabs me and puts me in a bear hug. And I remember thinking to myself, Paul, we haven't talked about this in years. I remember thinking, I am so fucked because I can't get out of this bear hug. The guy's probably weighed twice as much as me. And I'm like, shit. And I'm just waiting for something really bad to happen. And I'm hoping it's not going to be that bad. Hoping he doesn't break my neck. I'm thinking he's going to break my arm or give me quite the punch. I I didn't know what. Or sit on me. I don't know know what the fuck. And then uh, as he's holding me in a huge bear hug and... Paul Bond is holding his eye like this. <laughs> Billy starts whispering in my ear. He goes, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit. Because me and Anthony were known for being, you know, the pranksters and pulling one over on everybody. And uh, Jay Moore said, fuck that. We're going to pull one over on the boys. And boy, did they. And the relief I felt as Billy's telling me, as he's holding me in a dramatically tight bear hug, that it's all a bit. I'm like, oh my god, I'm not gonna get hurt. I was so relieved. And then Paul Bond's looking up because now this was the big payoff, and it was supposed to be a big laugh for everybody. But there's Paul. <laughs> there's Paul just holding his eye, <laughs> and it's really swollen now. And I'm like, oh my god, now I feel like the biggest idiot. 
Uh, Should have yelled, Master Paul, this is like, God, Paul, what, what year? This was like, this bit is 20 years ago. It, it had to be uh, 1999, maybe 2000, something like that. I didn't have Club Soda Candy. We didn't have Master Poe, which was kind of stupid on our part because you want to talk about fame. That Oh, my God, the late 90s, early early 2000s. Holy fuck. We couldn't walk around the streets of New York, and we had, we had literally nobody uh, protecting us. You had mixed emotions about it. It was funny. I had mixed emotions because then it was supposed to be all fun. Like, you got us, and then we're all going to laugh and, you know, have a good time with it. But then I'm looking at you, and you're like you're like holding your your eye. And then we weren't sure if we had to take you to, like, uh, the emergency room. And then I remember we, we went out to dinner or something, and we walked around a lot. And the guilt uh, was was pretty heavy, man. Pretty heavy on my heart. Exactly. Okay, there you go. Oh, we got a new sponsor to the OP Radio Podcast. I want to welcome Athletic Greens to the program. Go to athleticgreens.com slash And I am on the Athletic Greens. I'm a huge fan of green juice and superfoods, anything that tries to make you a little healthier. And I found Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? Who's asking? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I gotta look up that last word. It gets your day started right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All those things. I start my morning routine with Athletic Greens, and I got to tell you, tastes really good. And I feel like it's giving me more energy. And Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. And I know we're all worried about the cost of things. It costs you less than $3 a day, which is a bargain because you're investing in your health. But, oh, why this one? Why? Athletic Greens has over 7000 five-star reviews that's why right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into the flu and cold season just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase visit athleticgreens.com slash to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Check them out for yourself. Athleticgreens.com slash Opie. Do you remember when the Howard fan got choked out during the walkover? Yeah, man, and, and it turns out it was, uh, whatever, I can't talk about that. I just realized I can't talk about that. Turns out that uh, the kid, even though he was a massive Howard Stern fan, um, I'll just say this, he should have never been choked out. There were circumstances. Uh, I can't talk about it. But I feel bad about that because uh, it was one thing when we were living it, and it was another thing after the fact. And I feel to this day, I feel bad about that. I would absolutely apologize to that guy. I mean, that's many, many years ago, but that's a story that I, I will put in a book, though, because, oh, man, I don't want to talk. I can't really talk about it, but the guy wasn't necessarily – the only thing he did wrong was uh, – 
getting in our face and, and showing that he was a massive Howard Stern fan. That was it. And then the physical altercation, um, he, he, did, he did not provoke that part of it. That's, uh, that's it. Okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. Uh, thank you, sir. Donovan Wallace, thanks for pushing Patrice to put out content. I could tell you, uh, I could tell you loved him. I was just looking at a video that I, I made of, I, you know what sucks? And, and I was thinking about this because you reflect a lot. I just assumed that I would know Bob Saget for the rest of my life. And uh, you, just, you just assume you got time with all these people. And then, and then something like uh, Bob Saget uh, dying unexpectedly. And then you really start thinking about all sorts of stuff. And one of the things you think about is like, God, I wish I'd talked to him a little more. I was going to invite him on my podcast again, but I felt like ah, I'll get to it eventually. And I wish I filmed him more while we were hanging out. Uh, and I really think that uh, more with Patrice. Because Patrice, he was un- just unbelievable. Just walking around. He was hilarious wherever we went. Whether it was just hanging outside the building after a show or going to get pizza around the corner. Or just walk into the bathroom at, at SiriusXM, and this is the video I'm referring to. Uh, Tori Spelling is there, getting ready for an appearance on some show when she used to be famous. And Patrice waves her like, hi, Tori, like they've known each other forever. And then I'm like playing, you know, straight man there, and I'm like, hey, how do you know her? And then Patrice would duck behind uh, like a wall so Tori couldn't see him, and then he would do this. And I'm like, oh, really? And he goes, oh, yeah. And then he's like, he's like moving his hips forward. And she can't see any of this. But I filmed it because Patrice is kind of uh, behind a wall. And she's to the left. So th- it looks like on the video that, that she could see everything Patrice was doing. But, uh, you know, she could not. And I think to myself, um, I just think to myself, like, God, why didn't I film Patrice more? I should have had that camera on every single time he was... On that radio show, uh, Paul Bond, Patrice, by far the most honest and funniest guy on your show. Fucking hilarious. He was unbelievable. Unbelievable. What else is going on today? What are the big, what are the big things going on today? Obviously, the um, the Bob Saget is still a, a thing. It's going to be a thing for a while. He could be the first uh, person uh, that I know in entertainment that died that not one person had a bad thing to say about him. It's crazy. And I know how uh, self-absorbed a lot, of these, a lot of these comedians are. It's not easy for them to say nice things about anybody. And they were saying nice things about Bob Saget. These self-absorbed stand-up comedians. I know secretly a bunch of them were pissed off that Bob was getting all the attention. I can guarantee that. Opie, you going through puberty? What, with the voice thing? I don't know. It cracks here and there. I think it's because I, um, I'm i kind of out of practice. You know, when you're, when you're on the radio, you, you speak in... You try to speak with your normal voice, but you're also kind of broadcasting. And I, I think just... I think my voice is just completely just out of shape. And it's... And, you know, I, I, I went to a, a, a nose, ear, how do you say it? A ear, wait, how do they do it? Ear, nose, throat. Yeah, I think they do that. They start with the ear. Ear, nose, throat, doctor. And, uh, you know, he scoped me. 
And he's like, wow, what do you do for a living? And I told him that I scream on the radio. <laughs> and he goes, it's obvious. So there's damage in there somewhere. But I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so I couldn't tell you exactly what it is. But, uh, you know, you, you bitches. Hope you enjoyed all the entertainment over the years because it, it affected my voice. It gets like uh, it gets tired fast. Like I start off all right, and then it kind of just gets uh, a bit gravelly, and then I guess I, I don't know. And then I guess it sounds like I'm going through puberty. Um, is that something people make fun of now too? Are are they making fun of that too? Are they still sound the same uh, to me? And I'm an old WAF listener. Yeah, but when I was at WAF, I was going through puberty. You used to scream on the radio. Most of us wish you still did. Aw, Mike. I, I don't know where to go, though. I, I really don't know where to go. I have no place to go. Honestly, I, I, I just don't think there is a place to go. Sirius XM is pretty much the only game in town. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but I burned a bridge or two over there. Um... So I don't know where else I'm supposed to go. Regular radio is just downright depressing. It's terrible. So I'm just hoping, like, more people get into watching the live stream. London calling. I live by the river. What's up, Rick? How are you? I'm going to put together my top five river songs on my um, on my Instagram. Watch for that. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to set the world on fire. I'm going to do my top five River songs. You, you would think it would, it would be easy, but it's it's not. And I don't think River of Deceit makes it by, uh, I think that was Mad Season officially, right? Or was that Alice in Chains? No, that was Mad Season, River of Deceit. I don't think River of Deceit's going to make my top five. Sorry. I don't think it's going to, you know what? I don't think Proud Mary's going to make uh, my top five River songs. Sorry. There's one. Barry, very good. Down by the river, I shot my baby. Standell's Dirty Water absolutely makes my river list. Down by the river, Childs, that's where I saw her. That's two out of the five. Uh, by the Lazy River, the Osmond Brothers. Is that a good song? Are you like, are you busting my balls, or is that a good song? I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out after the live stream, but that's not on my that's not on my my top five river songs. My God, River of Dreams. <laughs> now I oh, see my throat really does hurt. R.J. Henders just made me laugh. The River by Bruce Springsteen. No, no. People aren't even coming up with the most obvious one, by the way. And now I have to sit here because yeah, there it is. There's my, there's the obvious one. Lewis Shines, take me to the river. And I just did one. Did I say it was on my list? I don't know. But uh, London Calling by The Clash. Because, you know, I live by the river. Oh, my God. On a side note, Powderfinger is such a great Neil Young song. Bravo to you, sir. Oh, go listen to Powderfinger. London Calling should win. It's way up there, my brother. There's one more. There's one more on the on the list. I don't think anyone's going to get it, actually. It's a, it's a sleeper song. It's a sleeper song. And then I'm going to tell you it, and then you're going to be like, ah, 
Uh, okay, that, that one's got to be way up there. But I don't think anyone's going to get it. Because, um, well, I'll tell you this much. Water is in the title. So, uh, so we can cut to the chase. Water's in the title. And it's a sleeper song. Meaning, uh, you know, most people wouldn't even think of this song. They wouldn't put it on their top five river songs. And then you, then you hear the title and you go, huh. Okay, I can I can see that. Not smoke on the water, Jesus. It's this one. John Cord's got it. Oh, black water, keep on rolling, Mississippi moon, won't you keep on shining on me? Something like that. Yeah, the Doobie Brothers, Black Water. That's a sleeper hit, right? A sleeper song for uh, Best River Songs. All right. I got to cook steak. And we got to, like, I got to throw my Christmas tree away today. I got to call the people from downstairs and go, remove my Christmas tree. (laughs) And thank me for for the Christmas tip. The meat puppets, backwater. Yeah, all right. You know what kind of balls Kurt Cobain had? Let me tell you what kind of balls Kurt Cobain had. They were beyond famous, as we all know. And MTV's like, we want you to do an Unplugged. And and Kurt Cobain, not Nirvana, not Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl kept his mouth shut. He he had songs already written that would become Foo Fighters uh, songs. But for the most part, he was too scared to hand them in. He just uh, played his role behind the kit. It was all Kurt Cobain uh, as far as making decisions for the band. And uh, Kurt goes to MTV like, I'll do your stupid unplugged, but guess what? I ain't playing the hits. And then they went back and forth because, you know, MTV, they can't understand that. What do you mean you're not playing the hits? But then they're like, if we don't agree to this, then we're not going to have Nirvana unplugged on MTV. So they finally agreed and said, all right, we just want you on the unplugged. Man, he crushed it. He came up with that uh, with that uh, Lead Belly song, Where Did You Sleep Last Night. He had a couple songs from the Meat Puppets. He did uh, The Man Who Sold the World, David Bowie. All these songs that, for the most part, did not get any radio airplay. Uh, most of those songs at the time when MTV aired That Unplugged, most of those songs were unrecognizable, and uh, most people did not know those songs at all. And, wow, he fucking crushed it. And he didn't have to play any of his hits. Lake of Fire, of course. What about the one uh, that goes, An Illustrated Book About Birds? Lake of Fire is an un- unbelievable uh, song. Top radio broadcasters of all time, Opie and Danny Bonatucci. I... You know that I lost out to a job when I was coming up? They gave the gig to Danny Bonaducci over me. I'm trying to remember what gig I was going for. Back in the day, way before you could just turn on a live stream and be heard around the world, which I find amazing considering where I come from, where you could just hope to be a big shot in a city somewhere in America. Uh, even back then, it was really hard to get syndicated. And... Um, every, I think it was like every Monday I would be online at the post office, just, um, 
sending out resumes and cassettes of the show I was doing in Buffalo. And one of the jobs, I forgot, but I was in the running. And then in the end, they gave it to Danny Bonaducci because he was a household name back then. So, like, we got to go with Danny Bonaducci over Opie. He's not even the actual Opie. Of course we got to go Danny Bonaducci. I wish I could remember what gig it was. And it pissed me off because maybe I was cocky, but I knew I was better than him back then. And I'm like, oh, they only gave it to him because he was on the Partridge family. Are you kidding me? Uh, William Wright, can you clean your window? It's spoiling my view, mate. They they get a crew that, that literally clean the windows like once every couple months. You know, you'll just be minding your business. I'm 500 feet off the ground if you need to know. And next thing you know, there's a person outside the window and it scares the shit out of you. Or the dog will start barking like a lunatic. I got pretty much a guard dog. I got him a few... Uh, I got him a few training sessions. I learned a, a couple things. Um, and my dog goes batshit crazy when he sees strangers. And all of a sudden, he'll give me the batshit crazy uh, bark. I'm like, what the fuck? There's no one. It's almost impossible to get up here. And then sure enough, there's a guy outside my fucking window. And my dog's like, just wants to get at him. So uh, what do you guys got? Uh, I gotta go Bills over Patriots. I'm sorry for my my Boston people, but I lived in Western New York a lot longer than I lived up in Boston. That's a, that's a tough one for me, man. I can't believe the Bills and the Patriots are playing in the the wild card game. I gotta go Bills. I think Josh Allen learned a lot from um, from last year's run, but man, you can't count out Bill Belichick ever, ever. But that's gonna be an exciting game on Saturday, I do believe. They're saying by the time kickoff happens, it's going to be something like minus, what do they say, minus six degrees. I don't know if that's wind chill. It doesn't matter if it's wind chill or actual uh, temperature. It sucks either way. Uh, But it's going to be minus six for that game. And then I think I want to take, I think think I'm taking Tampa Bay, too, in in, in their wild card game. So... I can't wait. I love uh, I love the playoff uh, football for real. <laughs> I'm turning into Mad Doug Russo. What do you think, Mikey? Mikey. All right, guys. Um, yeah, I do got to cook. Uh, I have to cook dinner, and I think we're playing um, Nintendo Switch. A little Nintendo Switch on the big screen. My daughter really wants me to play uh, play with her, so let me do that. Okay. If you gave me stars on the Facebook, I appreciate it. My new slug line is, uh, you know, I'm less lazy if you're giving me stars because it motivates me. And Facebook is running it. It's embarrassing I got to do this. Let's acknowledge this. There was a time a company paid me stupid money and I didn't even know how much I was making. I never wanted to know, which was kind of dumb, I guess. I know about what I was making, but I never knew for sure. It just went into a bank account, and I just, I just never wanted to pay attention to that. And now I'm like, and now I say stuff like, "Give me some stars, because it, it makes me less lazy and it motivates me." And you know, and I got excited because Facebook is running this deal where you give a star, uh, Facebook matches it. So I'm like, "Oh, it's a good opportunity to make a few bucks this month." How embarrassing! What happened to you? You used to be somebody, and now you're begging for stars on Facebook, and your voice is all sorts of crappy. <laughs>